2019, the second night of the 2019 WWE Draft. I am Glenn Rubenstein. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Matt Morgan should be along shortly, but uh, in the meantime, I'm joined by one half of Team Rajback, Raj Geary. Yeah, man. Um, that was a long show. <laughs> that was yeah. a long show. Oh, this feels like the least essential WWE draft of all time. Man, I, I mean, I tweeted this earlier. It just felt like the most uninspired draft that they've ever done. Um, just, just like no excitement. Just Stephanie just reading the names. And, and uh, I mean, it was just done in the most dull way possible, I felt like. I mean, outside of, you know, I, I don't know what else you could do worse. But you if you watch the old draft shows where they would have like the surprises and the wrestlers come out, you know, when they're drafted. Um you know, when you'd have the competing GMs, when you had the Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff or, you know, Shane Steph or whoever, uh, it just makes it so much more exciting and entertaining. And this was just not it. It was just very run of the mill. Uh, oh, this guy is moving. And then they had those cheesy, um, those cheesy war room segments, which just, I thought, just made everything seem worse. So I, I this was a long show for me. I had a hard time sitting through it. It sucked. Uh, it yeah. sucked that we were saying this is the worst draft I've ever seen that WWE do. I was happy to see Shelton Benjamin get some love. <laughs> <laughs> that is one thing. There are a lot of people that don't get much TV time that were on the screen tonight. So, you know, Buddy Murphy getting a match in there, Shelton, yeah, like Cedric. That match, yeah, that was good. Now, we were talking about this off the air, Matt. Do you think wwe is in danger of taking the wrong message from aew aew has been very light on storytelling especially on tv thus far do you i mean tonight felt like they literally said ah just let them go out there put on good matches that's what the fans want to see we just need to do a little bit of story but you know for the most part you can just put two people out there and the fans will be into it i'll be honest i don't feel they're no one's gonna want to hear this but i don't think they're reacting to them yet hmm. like that in that manner just yet for raw and smackdown yeah, NXT. Yeah, but 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 with the two flagship shows, not just yet. They will, just not yet. Yeah, I think if people were expecting WWE to change, uh, you know, some of their formula, you know, with AEW, I think we're seeing that that's not going to happen. Um, They're that arrogant. Yeah, um, and you know, SmackDown. We'll talk about the ratings later. Dropped a million viewers uh, last week. Um. It's characters and storylines. That's what it's what, always been. What was the number on SmackDown? It was two point. Uh, I believe it was eight nine eight. Yeah, it's literally a million. Yeah. Okay. So, how does that rank against its normal ranking uh, rating used to get? Oh, uh, it was it was down around two million viewers, two point one. Um, this was a draft show first weekend, so the numbers were expected to be higher. And they're back on Dish Network now too, and uh, it's. Well, it's Still suffered a big drop. When it was on USA, what numbers was it getting? 2.1? Yeah, like 2.1. 2. Uh, so yeah. it's still beating that for now. Um, yeah. And, and it's got to just being on Fox. Let me, let me take a cue from the WWE commentary team and positively bury uh, tonight's show. Matt, could you imagine if tonight pulls the highest rating ever for a WWE draft show? Could you imagine <laughs> what that would be like and how validating that would be for WWE creative? <laughs> You're stuck out. Yeah, you hate that, don't you? They did it twice tonight. Like, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, and commentary sucked tonight. Sucked 
the worst. I mean, it was worse than week one was. Jerry Lawler in the ring was pretty rough. Oh, that entire segment actually was pretty rough. Yeah. This is why they don't. Guys, I love Braun. He's my boy. But this is why they do not just randomly let him talk. This and Tyson, Fury, Tyson Fury is a hell of a talker, but they overscript these things to. They managed to find a way to have the best promo in sports, I would argue. He's a top 10 person, athlete. He easily is. Top 10 shit talker in all the sports. And they've managed to find a way to dull in him. Mm-hmm. I mean, what? how was the take? I keep hearing it between Jim Ross's podcast every once in a while. I'm not trying to give cheap plugs, but I've heard on his. I've heard Jericho talk about it in his interviews for AEW. How is any writer... And I'm not just saying this is a crap on writer because I'm a former wrestler, and that's what wrestlers do. That's not what I mean by this. But how they want these guys and gals to go out and make the connection with the fans, get the fans, vice versa, to make that emotional investment in the performer. How is the fan supposed to get to know these talents and know what they're about, what their insides, what their brain's thinking, all that good stuff that we used to know about all our, all our favorite wrestlers back in the day? If none of it is authentic or, or organic and it is 100% scripted, it's not real, it's not who they truly are, how can a writer tell Matt Morgan who the hell Matt Morgan is when Matt Morgan gets punched in the face and how I'm going to react? You can't tell me how. Only I know that. Only I know what I'm going to do in return. Only I know what I'm going to do, what, what I would say in that moment. Only I would know what I would do physically to that person in that moment. And it's not going to be the same thing everybody else would do. Do you know what I mean? Only mm-hmm. I know that. Yeah. yeah. How dare they say and think and then continue to insult the the performer? I get pissed on the performer's behalf now, not just the fans, but the performer's behalf that they don't think enough of them to just let them go. This is the chance. You guys have had a monopoly for years. You're finally getting your competition. And there's ever a time, ever a time to say, <clears throat> hey, it's not what it used to be. What's the one thing, the only thing we have not yet tried and put more focus on and that's the writing and creative and getting the f out of those talents way yeah i mean me and ryback had talked about this on his last podcast but (laughs) um the comment (laughs) but i mean you know i don't want to turn everything into AEW versus wwe or you know trying to you know, because I know some fans get annoyed uh, hearing you say good things about AD. But doesn't AE? I feel like AEW has the best commentary right now on TV with uh, Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross and Excalibur. And they are the least produced, you know, commentary. That's team. for sure. I, I, I Jim Ross gave me my job. I can never talk smack about the guy. I love him to death. <laughs> and Tony Schiavone is just a naturally smooth. Too. He is too. I just. I, I don't feel they know the younger talent that well yet. They're learning them. Yeah. You know Better what I mean? And I still feel like they're, they're adults talking about kids at the kiddie table at times. Every once in a while. Every once in a while I get that feeling. But I, I still like Mauro. Maybe I've not watched enough of Ronaldo to be annoyed with him yet. <laughs> but yeah. I like yeah. I wish he would call my match with that kind of exuberance. Yeah, no, I like Mauro too. Um, but, yeah, the, the Raw and SmackDown commentary teams, it just, it's just oh hard to listen to. Oh, my God. Case in point tonight. Andrade 
first round draft pick showcase match immediately after Zelina Vega comes out and cuts a promo sure to get people talking Andrade's in there working his ass off and yeah. Lawler the experienced Hall of Famer at the commentary booth all he can think of to put this kid over is a little joke about is he related to Mario Andrade and just just silence crickets because this is an example of what I was saying about Jim Ross and Shivani at times is 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 they don't know the talents yet. It's not as bad. They're not as bad as Raw as um, Lawler, but it's obvious he doesn't know these talents. He doesn't want. He's not been keeping up on the product. And some of those jokes he tells are like from ninety ninety three. Like those are like the castrol in his hair. That's that joke he's been just telling that forever. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, sucks. And these are, and mind you, not that you want to be reliant on the announced team to get you over. Your job is to get yourself over. But you should be getting with the announced team before your matches. I always did. I always used to get with Don West because I know he would go bonkers on my stuff. I know he'd go overboard and really hype and sell my stuff for me. But um, say what you want about the guy. I could always talk to him and have him implement certain things like my move sets, certain moves I would uh, I've named. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And things like that. Um same with uh, Mike Tanay. Mike Tanay, I, I would talk and say, hey, you know, let I go at some point in the match, drop something if, if it fits about, you know, trying to I watch nothing but tape on Ernie Ladd or Andre the Giant or John Studd or some of these older giants. And I really tried to push that blueprint moniker of the perfect giant 2.0, whatever, when I was a TNA. Yeah. But it was the announced team because it was part of the package, you know, mm-hmm. and if you do it right. Yeah. So we open tonight with a tease for the Firefly Funhouse uh, showing what's happened recently with Bray Wyatt and Seth Rollins. Clear tonight that after the poor reception at Hell in a Cell that the outcome of that match had, and very little mention of it last week tonight, they were going to set up a through line between Bray Wyatt and Seth Rollins, uh, hyping their just-announced match to Crown Jewel coming up in Saudi Arabia on Halloween. Um, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair opened the show with the idea that Charlotte was representing SmackDown, Becky representing Raw, and the winner is uh, going to get the first pick, the first brand. Um, I mean, Becky being the champ, Raw getting three picks to SmackDowns too. It seemed obvious who was winning. What did you think of Charlotte's promo, Matt, and reigniting their feud now that they're going to be on the same brand, setting it up tonight with saying, I miss being friends with you, and then cheap-shotting her? Good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. You're going to get good matches out of these two. Yeah. I wonder if uh, it's enough for Raw, though, Raj. What do you think uh, the, the expectation is yes. with that match happening on Raw? With SmackDown, it made sense that maybe they were hoping a crossover audience. Charlotte versus Becky? Yeah, again. Yeah, I mean, why is that not enough for Raw? Uh, I think on SmackDown, I, I could see almost the idea that on SmackDown, they're hoping to draw new eyeballs. But with Raw, I mean, is USA, they're not putting half the marketing muscle behind Raw that uh, Fox is behind SmackDown. What does that have to do with the girls not being? Over well, no, I think it's good. Whatever it is to be the main girls on Raw, though. Yeah, I'm into it. I think a lot of people, though, it seems like the more hardcore fans that are watching week in and week out, and we've seen on this podcast in the comments, they feel it's a retread. It's something we've seen so many times. Um, uh, yes, it is. Okay. It is. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, they they got to start building some new talent. 
You know, they, they were, they were they started with lazy. What the hell are they doing with her? Right. <laughs> yeah. Hell? yeah. Well, that's the problem with that. They'll make someone feel important for a couple months and then they just drop them. And then they don't you can't do that with her, though. It's, know. it's like me. Jim Ross once told me this, too. I can't be booked as a mid card act. If I'm on a main event act, I'm fired. I don't have a job, basically, because yeah. of the way I look. I looked back that same with Lacey. Lacey, you can't just hide in the front of the show. Mm-hmm. And just put her in this little like jobber match with so and so and have her lose. It looks weird. It sticks out like a sore thumb. It doesn't look right. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't because she screams star that much. Yeah. Physically, too. She's just bigger. Yeah. This was a good match tonight between the two of them with uh, Becky picking up a win. Surprise roll up. I guess we could talk about this later, but who'd you guys think got the better end of the draft? Ugh. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, I don't even know how to evaluate that. It somehow yeah. feels different, but the same. It doesn't No, to me. That's what I'm saying. What are the big ones that got changed here? I, I didn't feel anything different. We knew Brock was going to SmackDown. Maybe if that was, if he didn't wrestle Kofi for the championship and win, and he just yeah. stayed off that first SmackDown, for instance, and then just got randomly drafted to SmackDown, that would be very big news. Yeah. Braun is probably one. Braun to SmackDown is a bigger mm-hmm. one. Bray, which it's, this is another thing. They're talking about how this draft really matters now, right? And now they're going to be separate. Well, first thing they do is they have Bray on SmackDown. He's feuding with the Raw guy, with Seth, and they announce a, a match coming up, like Crown Jewel between them. And then same thing with Ray. He's Ray's involved with the Cain Velasquez feud. They put him on Raw when he's, when Brock is on SmackDown. So it's like you're just killing your, uh, your, the lines that you're drawing between the two shows right off the bat. <laughs> this is what wrestling needs. Rest, re, the reason we like wrestling is because there are predictable. There's a predictable structure to it that we've all been following since we've been six years old, or ever when we all first started watching wrestling. Right? There's these imaginary. This is imaginary. They ever see like a run in or when somebody's getting into a fight, middle of the ring, and then the heel powders and gets out, but then these three ropes stop the baby face from going through the ropes and then following the guy up the ramp and whipping his ass some more. You ever notice how that never happens? Like the ropes stop him. Right. There's just all these unwritten rules of pro wrestling that just make sense to us because it's been drilled in our heads from the beginning since we were little boys and little girls watching, right? <clears throat> so WWE needs to remember that, that we love these rules. We love these structures that they give us. So the biggest structure is people that can can't that can and cannot wrestle on a show. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it's like somebody imagine just watching a Yankee Red Sox game and freaking the dude from the twins just shows up and starts batting third. Like, what the fuck? Why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's shouldn't be hard to do you you make up the you're you're creating the rosters. You you know, you have all the flexibility you need. So they also announced there's gonna be a blockbuster trade tomorrow that they're gonna name on backstage. All the big names are are already drafted, so I guess it'd be like Bray or someone like that that gets traded. Hey, before I forget, tell your boy right back to hook you up with some of his new supplements. I'm not, I'm no longer with BPI, so I can rep whoever I want. Okay, cool. I'll try it out. Stuff looks good. Sounds good. Cheap plug. <laughs> but I'm gonna forget to ask you. Um, I, I just, you know what I'm talking about though, with with, with the, the rules like we all grew up watching. Oh, yeah. And like, and, and the draft is a huge one. It used to, it used to be. Yeah. Right back versus Matt Morgan. Because we are old. Or I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like one of your rules is uh, when someone's music hits, you know, when they come out to do a run-in. Well, in, in in reality, what that means is that person is running to find the music guy, going to tell the music guy that he's going to be coming out. You know, like when you think about what that actually is, but we accept it. 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> right, yeah. yes. <laughs> totally. Yeah. It's also silly. Okay, so we got a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, a lot to talk about. Oh, WWE. You make it feel you make you make being a fan. It's like you're trying to make it hard on purpose to test our loyalty, but not nearly as hard as ticketing websites make getting to the event. They make it even more difficult than WWE makes it to watch their programming on a weekly basis. It's as if ticketing websites are so big they can know they can get away without caring about the customer experience. Wait, that sounds familiar. It's like their site's annoying. They don't have what you want. It's the status quo. And you know what? It pisses me off. The real question is, how easy would it be if there was a company, if there was a ticketing site that actually cared? And there is. It's the sponsor of tonight's episode, which is SeatGeek. With millions of live event tickets and a price match guarantee, SeatGeek proves that there's a better way. The WWE could take some notes from SeatGeek. With SeatGeek, they know what you want. You want sports, live music, comedy, wrestling, the theater, and more. And SeatGeek has those tickets that you're looking for all in one place. In an industry that tends to stagnate, SeatGeek has decided to stand out from the crowd. They built the fastest way to find tickets so you can stop searching for the perfect seat and just, you know what, start enjoying it. Why is SeatGeek better than the rest? Well, a quick look at the App Store shows over 50,000 five-star reviews. How's that for customer satisfaction? And it's a better process. SeatGeek pulls together millions of tickets from all over the web. They rate each deal on a scale of 1 to 10, and SeatGeek displays them on an interactive seat map. No longer looking at this and saying, well, I have to Google, and is one the row or is one the opposite of the row? No, SeatGeek has it all right there for you. You know where you're sitting. You know if it's a good deal or not. They break down the details. Green dots meet good deals. Red dots mean overpriced, and every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets with confidence. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone. Uh, people are tweeting us all the time now saying, hey, I'm buying AEW tickets with the SeatGeek app. I'm using it for my next trip to New York. I'm going to go see some concerts and theater. SeatGeek has got the hookup. It's the fastest and easiest way to find tickets. Raj, you went uh, to a game the other night, correct? Yeah, I mean, here it is on the screen. Uh Titans and the Broncos yesterday. Um, literally, it was a, kind of a last-minute thing. We decided uh, over the weekend, my wife and I, to take our daughters and went to SeatGeek. Made it super simple, uh, and yeah, it, it and the tickets right there in the app. You get to the the stadium, you show it, and uh, yeah, it's it's it, they make it super easy. Going to another Broncos game on Thursday, so um, yeah, so SeatGeek is uh, is the way to go. I use the app all the time. Going to be using it to go to Vegas uh, again, see some shows there. I love it. And we've got an even better deal for our audience. SeatGeek is already so incredible. You're going to love using it. But SeatGeek is going to give you $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. All you need to do is use our promo code. Here's what you do. Download the SeatGeek app today. Use the promo code INC for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. That's promo code INC for $10 off your first purchase we thank SeatGeek for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Uh, love having these sponsors that we love actually using. And, uh, yeah, it's really changed the way that I go out about and do things. And I think it's going to do the same for you as well. And, Raj, we get tweets all the time from people that absolutely love SeatGeek for buying tickets. Yeah. Yeah, it is the best. I mean, I Raw was in Denver tonight. If, if I was going to go, I would have used SeatGeek. But uh, after after sitting through that SmackDown draft show, I'm like, I, I'm not going to go to Raw and sit through three hours of it. <laughs> Promo code INC, save $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. And, okay, so we had first round one of the draft tonight. Do you have the results handy? I've got here Seth Rollins was first thing <coughs> Raw. Then Brock Lesnar. WWE champion on SmackDown. Funny that the champions would be drafted to the brands whose belts they have. Uh, Charlotte yeah. going to Raw, The New Day staying on SmackDown, and Andrade and Zelina Vega are going to Raw. Then we get Andrade versus Ali. Vega comes out. Uh, 
called the the four horsewomen horse face women whoa <laughs> shots fired uh andrade and ali i thought put on a fantastic yeah movie. while andrade is dating one of those women <laughs> so it's kind of funny yeah makes it even better <laughs> i love zelina i think zelina should get as much mic time as possible she should she's awesome I mean, they're, they're a great act if they just... The problem always is, with, and they do this with so many talents, where they'll give them a push for a couple of weeks, and then they're just forgotten about. So you, you never get that momentum going. Yeah. He was kind of a surprise like Drew McIntyre was Friday at the end of the first round. I like that they kind of mixed it up a little bit. It wasn't all the obvious people mm-hmm. you thought it would be. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of this match, Andrade versus Ali, Matt? It was a great match. Yeah. I thought it was a very good match. Yeah, I mean, the, I thought the action for the most part on tonight's show was good. It's just a lot of felt so, so oh, took forever. This show yeah, forever. and I think because so many of the talents that they had matches for have not really been used or had real storylines or feuds. So right. So what did it make you feel? It made you feel like okay, this is a really cool match. This is a good match. I have to purposely turn my brain off right now and realize that no matter who wins this match, they're not going to get anything out of this. They're not going to get a push out of this. That's what I had to do with that match. Because mm-hmm. there's no reason Ali shouldn't have one. There's no reason why um, Homeboy shouldn't get one uh, e- either, a consistent one. Mm-hmm. And with a again with these other, I'm not trying to compare. You know, f it. Who cares what people say? I will compare it. AEW doing wins and losses mattering. You would think this would make WWE, if anything, treat them a little bit more serious and more important. There is such a thing as a push. There is such a thing as wins actually mattering and helping that push go if we're if uh, these superstars of our past that we grew up idolizing and worshiping from hogan the flair to to whoever rock and stone cold everybody brock lesnar during his meteoric rise even can you imagine if they were doing 50 50 booking with him oh um, gosh like second or third match he just lost or undertaker or any any superstar there's a reason for it there's a reason why it didn't happen because it was logical it made sense mm-hmm. Th- that has not changed that has not changed you don't get to tell us who you tell who you think the superstars are that we that we're going to automatically like and shove them down our throats it doesn't work it's never worked and it's never worked any less than it does today yeah mm-hmm. i don't get how they're not getting this memo i don't get it yeah and so it, what you have is a bunch of matches without characters that are over or storylines it fires me up honestly it does it drives me nuts yeah because we say this all the time the talent they're great i mean it's they, the they best sh- roster they've ever had wrestling wise i would argue yeah what the hell and i didn't like this tonight so with seth saying oh i'm going fiend hunting i'm looking for the fiend and on commentary this is if, if bray wyatt jumps the shark I think it might have been with this when Vic Joseph tonight said, I have breaking news. Bray Wyatt's promising a new Firefly Funhouse segment in response to Seth Rollins saying he will hunt him tonight. <sighs> Bray shouldn't be announcing that. Like, well, stay tuned, guys. You, you don't think you should be text messaging people that? No? <laughs> <laughs> they're killing Bray. Yeah, he, they're he, he's him. awesome, but they're quickly turning him. I mean, he was the coolest thing just a couple months ago, and they're quickly just pissing all over it. Because they know it's the only thing people care about. But they, but they're gonna make it. They're gonna turn fans against them soon enough if they keep you know they keep with this stuff. Already they did it with Seth. Seth fans are booing him like crazy now. Um, and you know, mm-hmm. Bray could get some on him too. Yeah. How corny parts of this feud are. 
Uh, Andrade won that match. After that second round of tonight's picks, women's tag team champions Asuka and Kari Sane are going to Raw. Daniel Bryan staying on SmackDown. I like that. I like that. Them coming to Raw. Yeah. Well, I mean, they. She did say it still will be cross brand as long as they're champions. Uh, right. Rusev going to Raw. SmackDown women's champion Paley is staying on the brand, and Aleister Black going to Raw. Then, oh man, so funny about that, giggles. <laughs> no, I was more about Bailey. Like the SmackDown Women's Champion staying on SmackDown. It wasn't predictable. No. <laughs> I mean, who would have thought? Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. But... That at least that would have been a surprise, right? If you had the SmackDown Women's Champion go to Raw, mm-hmm. uh, it wouldn't have been as predictable. But yeah, they should have just kept champions out of it. Like champions are automatically you're already on your show. So Matt. <clears throat> Hope I mean, uh, are you, how are you emotionally dealing with the fact that the LARPers, the Viking Raiders tonight, went over and won the championship from Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler? It's a travesty. <laughs> it is. But I hate it. Ziggler and Roode are moving to SmackDown, though. Uh, and I can see them doing really well over there. So. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, this match got a really good reaction. Fans were super into it. Viking Raiders, they're, they're, this was the most over I've seen them. Um I, I, again, another long one, but it was another long match. But it... Matt, how over do you think the Viking Raiders are where I haven't seen a single person in the audience wearing their makeup? It's not going to happen. <laughs> There's nobody at home with a freaking poster of them on their wall. There's no, I mean, no. There was the the guy in the uh, the war room that was wearing the face paint. Did you see oh, him? There was him. <laughs> of course he was. Um, <laughs> no, the gimmick is so corny. Um, I'm sorry, it just is. <laughs> I can't believe they reused the war room footage tonight. I can't believe that you got Rude and a Ziggler together as a tag team. Guys that can actually freaking work. Guys yeah. could both cut promos if you just let them be. And yeah. this is the best you've got for them. Well, champs. Let's let's hope that when they're on SmackDown, you get the Usos on there. I mean, they could tear that up. Ooh, you know? oh, God, yeah, I pay, I, I, I pay money to watch that feud. I swear yeah. to God, I would. No, so I with they could... all the shots in the war room tonight, and Cletus, the Fox football robot, how long until he holds the 24-7 championship? <laughs> I actually think I'd pop for that. I like the robot, guys. I'm the only one I know. <laughs> the robot. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like, I mean, it's clear the War Room stuff was all filmed, you know, ahead of time last mm-hmm. Friday. They were wearing the same clothes. Yeah. It just made you, it just made everything feel um, uncool. Sad? Yeah, just uncool, just corny. Uh, it was. Uh, you think so? It just, it just, it almost felt like they were making fun of the draft with it. <laughs> like, I mean, if you go back and watch it, my favorite is like when they're trying to, like, after they have a celebration or whatever, they're picked and they act like they're talking to one another. And like the other one's not even looking at the other that's talking to them, like across the table from one another. Yeah. And that they're throwing confetti for the Miz and dancing. I was like, come the, come, oh my God. Uh, hey, I like the sports. I feel attempt. Same attempt. Yeah, but you need a GM, I, you need a coach, you need somebody to have a draft. Feel like it's a team, not just Stephanie out there reading names, right? Yeah, the reading names was terrible. Like it, the the past drafts where they have the wrestlers come out to their music and and put the shirt on, and you know, um, mm-hmm. it 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 just stuck more as opposed to just reading. Come on, let's just they they're also just delaying the inevitable, guys, which is none of this is going to matter six months from now. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, once ratings start falling again uh, to desperate levels, they're going to combine the rosters back. We've seen it time and time again. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Uh, we got round three. Cedric Alexander staying on Raw. Shinsuke Nakamura and Sami Zayn are staying on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Uh, Humberto Carrillo is going to Raw while who Ali is, is staying he? on SmackDown. Who the hell is he? Uh, we saw him on NXT. I, I don't remember him. We yeah, talked about him. He hasn't done anything on the main roster yet, but he, he's he's good. We'll good see. Kid. Is he a cruiserweight? He was. He did cru- he did stuff. Uh, Not interested. Oh no! Wait, uh, he's uh, the one that was uh, Ninja Ultimo. That's him. That we're Even talking about. interested. Next. Ninjas are cool, dude. <laughs> um, then, oh, Eric Rowan is going to Raw. Ultimo Ninja. Yeah. Ultimo Ninja. Eric Rowan, no mention of Luke Harper. So, was he not drafted, Luke Harper, at all? Nope. Huh. Okay, so then there's a good reason then for the for the draft, then right? It gets spotlight to people that normally wouldn't get. Like we said, Shelton got his name put out there. Um. <laughs> um and and you just said right there, Har- uh, Harper. What's his name? Come on, not uh, Mark. You just said his name. His partner, not not, not Harper. Harper. The other one. Rowan. Rowan. Mm-hmm. They're, they're all getting highlighted is what I'm saying by being a draft choice. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that normally we don't hear about or don't get spotlight. Well, yeah. speaking of people that normally don't get the spotlight, Eric Young had a match tonight against Aleister Black. <clears throat> have that, try, at least have something. That was his first match on Raw, right? Since, uh, since Sanity never, Split. I've never seen him wrestle on Raw. Have you? I can't I, unless it was, unless it was like the twenty four seven thing, but not not a singles match. No, me either. He looks completely different. Yeah, I did, it took me a second. He has tattoos everywhere. Yeah, he's been doing some uh, producing and stuff backstage. Which, Has so. he? Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah, uh, Alistair Black won that match with uh, the Dark Ritual submission. So that was new. So yeah. Uh, more draft picks. Buddy Murphy going to Raw while Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode are going to SmackDown. Ginger Mahal going to Raw. Carmella staying on SmackDown, but 24-7 champion R-Truth is going to Raw. Good. This breaks them up. Good. Yeah. No couples got broken up tonight. That's They They did that last time, too. They tried not to break up any couples. So. Um, Carmella and R-Truth did. <laughs> but uh, Carmella staying with uh, Corey Graves on SmackDown. I didn't, I didn't even know those two were dating. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a and that's a big part of Total Divas this season mm-hmm. is their relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some Wait, of some of the other names, Matt, Matt. If I'd pointed that out, that was part of Total Divas. Like spend the next three minutes giving me shit. Raj says it and just nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to move the show along here. I hate to They had uh, on Total Divas last week. They had an article from our site up on their uh, on their show. What? They had a Wrestling Inc. article about Corey Graves and Carmella last week. That was up. It was up where? Uh, during the show, during Total Divas. They show the article, and then they show Carmella and Corey Graves reacting to their relationship getting out. They showed them checking out the freaking dirt mark sheets? Dirt mark sheets? Excuse <laughs> me, sir. But yeah, they did show it, yeah. 20 years, Raj. You finally made it on Total Divas. <laughs> 
No, they had us on a Batista special on WWE Network too, which was uh, I was I pretty mean, surprised. That's awesome, about. at least they go into the right you know freaking place that has not just rumors but truths. But still, nonetheless, as a wrestler, you were taught never to admit that ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the club, Styles, Gallows, Anderson backstage, mixing it up with the Street Profits, setting up a future match between them where uh, Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins are going to get a third partner to go head to head with the OC. Dude, I thought the Street Profits. I showed. I thought they showed a, just a ton of charisma oh uh, in these segments. They're, they're so they have so much more charisma than the rest of the, most of the people on this roster. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. You know, some of the stuff is is missed that they're given, but mm-hmm. when they're given good material, they can they can just destroy it. So, um, and with the OC, that should be that should be pretty good. Hope so. Hope they give them time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Ricochet versus Shelton Benjamin, and this was the first of the night. Can you imagine if Shelton Benjamin beats Ricochet? Oh. <laughs> Meanwhile, hasn't he beaten like Shawn Michaels before? Hasn't he beaten like like he has? I think it's been Triple yeah. H actually. Um, he yeah, beaten some major stars. People could maybe even make an argument one day. One day, you know, he's a late Hall of Fame member. Maybe, maybe depends on how WWE feels about him. We don't, you know, I don't know. But there's no way in hell that that should be. I mean, today would be considered an upset. I get that, but still, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so Ricochet won, as predicted. Oh, let's talk about this. I'll take Montez versus AJ. Absolutely. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, Raj, how'd you feel about the Lana segment tonight? Oh, yeah, we forgot about that. Oh, my God. How creepy was that? It was so weird and awkward. <laughs> Man, I, I, I even tweeted. I'm like, I know my wife's going to walk in during this. And then, no, my 10-year-old daughter did. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> It's like, Dad, what are you watching? <laughs> like, this is this is actually wrestling, yeah, honey. Said, Go outside. Should have just said, "This is porn." I'm watching porn. <laughs> like, it would have been less. Might as well. It would have been cooler. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, goodness gracious! What well, what the hell was that? Yeah. What was Bobby? What was he? What was up with that smile? <laughs> what the hell? Well, you'd yeah. be volunteering if you're massaging Lana. That someone's probably saying or thinking. No, I don't think I would be. Not like that. No, that was weird. That was creepy. Yeah. Like yeah. The moment his gear never changed, his smile was painted on the minute he was in scene until it was done. It was the same smile the entire time, just glued to his face. Yeah, I mean, people are talking about it. Um, what was those... calf muscle? What was the hell? What, what's there to talk about? <laughs> Uh, these Lana Bobby Lashley segments, I think the, the videos are probably, uh, the most watched on YouTube. Whoopee. Yeah. So Raj, why don't you do that for wrestling? Good, so, so it was a good car crash. Those get tons of replays. Great. <laughs> Raj, why don't you just actually, as an experiment, you should try, uh, for the wrestling ink thumbnails, just using the Lana Bobby thumbnail. For our recap videos, just to, just using know, that over and over. Up number actually, we'll get very <laughs> angry comments. Uh, tuning in, seeing us three talking about this. Uh, no, this this was really bad. Uh, this was really stupid. And um, we'll talk about the situation with Mike Canellis later. But man, they're just all in on this angle with Rusev. I, I'm confused though. Are they are they just outright admitting that they're just messing with Rusev's head and there's nothing going on, or is there definitely something going on? And they're messing with Rusev. I think there's definitely something going on. That's what they're trying to imply. 
Um, yeah, but it's okay. Yeah. I just have never seen them talk. I just in real life, right? Not that I've ever been this kind of a jerk before, obviously. We try to make somebody jealous that you're supposedly in love with or with. But think about it. Like, you ever see somebody that, that, that you know, screws around on their mate, right? You don't see them sitting there cutting promos about it and, and just talking trash the entire time as yeah. it's happening. Yeah, it's this whole thing is weird. I, I mean, I know people bring up like actors and actresses. They do it all the time, you yes, know, where they're hooking I'm, up with other people, but not in front of them. We're in no. the storyline. You're actually together, right? <laughs> so it's. Uh, so what do you think of this, Rusev? Look how I kiss your girl. You know what I mean? it's, it's weird. It's yeah, it's weird. I mean, hey, Vince, he's weird. He, he's weird. Remember, he's he has Eric friend. Bischoff make out with Stephanie and Linda McMahon. Oh god. So <laughs> um. Yeah. 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 After that, oh, the contract signing. Jerry Lawler, uh, referred to as like the Raw host, which was weird, out for a contract signing with Tyson Fury and Braun Strowman for Crown Jewel. It's, it, ad nauseum, we're going to continue to sound like we're burying the show. We're not trying to, but Jerry Lawler, I, I did not, <clears throat> was terrible here. Um, just, oh, just the opening of it was terrible. Of him introducing them to and supposedly gassing it up, you know what I mean? It's supposed to be a big deal. You have a boxing champion versus the, you know, monster among men. It just felt like he, again, he's not been watching the show, I feel. Um, and you feel it. He's not He's not into it. What was with the pen ending, though? Braun smashes the table, rotten. and Tyson says they're trying to break a pen and can't do it. Rotten. A bad joke gone awry. Yeah, I think he was trying to be funny. Um, he was trying to be cute, and it was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I, the, the entire promo was horrible. The, okay, so in wrestling, yes, you're supposed to try to put your opponent over before then daring them, or 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 before beating them. But still, this they went overboard here. Well, actually, you don't know what you're talking about. You, my my kid, you're my kid's favorite wrestlers. We came here and sat front row to watch you. Okay, you. <laughs> and it's he would never say that. That's not Tyson Fury again creative getting in the way and telling people how to act in normal not normal but in the wrestling sense normal situations that they should just be able to let shit fly and just react and it should be okay it should fit within parameters of the angle in the show it shouldn't be brain surgery that they continue to make it into by overly scripting them Braun looked very I hated Braun's promo here I hated it yeah. it's bad the whole thing was just this is one of those cases where where just WWE just airing a video package would have been so much more effective. Yes. They're so good at those. Just leave it at that. It's show who you know, really show who Tyson Fury is because so many people don't know. This is that this is going to hurt Braun. There's a chance for Braun to step out of that that, yeah. that a little bit of Brock's shadow, so to speak, as being the main big dog. No pun intended. From Roman Reigns or anything like that, but like the big guy in the show, right? The big freaking killer on the show, main event talent level, level talent, right? And he's working against a world class athlete, a famous pop culture, you know, whatever you want to call him, in today's heavyweight champion boxer, right? This should be a bigger deal than this, and they continue to step all over that pop for it by overly scripting him, even the way in whatever the hell it was the other day they had, that was terrible. Yeah. Braun and Braun actually mentioning Saudi Arabia. I think that might have been a mistake because they usually don't do that. 
they uh, they'll say Riyadh or, um, <clears throat> but they haven't. I don't think they've said Saudi Arabia on TV yet. Mm. Anyway, <clears throat> after that, they announced more draft picks. Samoa Joe is staying on Raw while the Miz is going to SmackDown. Akira Tozawa is going to Raw. Baron Corbin's going to SmackDown, and Shelton Benjamin mm. going to Monday Night Raw. I'm fearful of Baron losing a little bit of what he had going on Raw. Yeah. It's, in my opinion, it's harder to be a younger star and get that push on Raw than it is on SmackDown. And they gave him everything on Raw, essentially. But they never got him to the full finish line. What I mean by that, him winning the championship. Mm-hmm. And being <clears throat> a consistent heel main event talent on that show. Yeah, SmackDown, it's... They, you know that they try to give it to like the next tier down. I would say, hmm. I don't know how to explain it. He started on SmackDown. He had a decent push, but it was before his, yeah. his new gimmick. Yeah, yeah. Real um, quick, at uh, one point uh, with the Braun Strowman uh, Tyson oh, yes. Fury stuff, could you imagine if Austin was cutting a promo on Mike Tyson and was talking about how you know his kids love Mike Tyson and want to see him, and you know, or vice versa? No, it's, uh, no. Oh. Wrestling history would be so different if that's what they did. You know, <clears throat> I feel the need to point out that the wrestling tonight was really good. Yes. These matches were pretty darn damn They've got an yes. incredibly talented roster. This is all creative. Mm-hmm. And uh, so first in December, we got told, oh, the fans, you're in charge now. Then we got told a few months ago, oh, Paul Heyman is taking over. It's all going to be different, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, and now here we are. Like, somehow it's gotten worse. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating. It is. I agree with you guys. There's a lot of wrestling on the show that was pointless. I mean, you know, you you know what I mean. I, I don't mean that as a as an insult because to the, the action, guys, but no, because the guys that are going to win or the girls that won, it's not going anywhere. Right. We exactly. all know it. And yeah. I think okay. So if we're going to be real, real talk for a second. I think they've driven away a lot of their best talent. I mean, names we know like Ryan Ward or Jimmy Jacobs. Uh, names we we don't aren't as familiar with people behind the scenes but think about think about the 2016 draft how optimistic everyone is how exciting it was think about how heath slater undrafted hottest storyline that summer in all of the wwe and now we're in this draft and this just felt like an afterthought tonight it felt like shuffling a deck of cards and oh hey you ended up with the same hand you had before just on a different brand i I gotta be honest i felt that way about every single draft except for maybe the first two or three interesting i swear you didn't think 2016 was better than this I don't remember anything from it except for what you just said now, and you had to remind me of it. And then I mean, they had the NXT call-ups. I don't know. I that like was cool. Know. No, yeah, you, yeah, that was cool too. You're right. And Dean Ambrose uh, on SmackDown and Seth Rollins on Raw. Yeah, that one was, you know, and they had Shane and Steph kind of running it. So I don't remember it though. So yeah. I don't know if you know is my barometer. Yeah, you didn't have like. I mean, it's hard to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, this just made me uh, laugh too much. Yeah, all right. Yeah, it's the stage we're at. Um, no, look, I think uh, there there was such an. Put that back sense- on there. I'm gonna rip that guy to shreds. Put that back. <laughs> up there. Put it up there. You're gonna put comments. You're gonna get buried. Um, Matt thinks all bigger talent should get pushes. P.S. My favorite wrestlers are AJ Styles, uh, Ricochet, Kevin Owens. None of them look. Anything like what you just explained, bigger talent should get pushes. So, he, said, he said that I hate wrestling creative, maybe wrestling in general. I hate shitty wrestling, and I hate shitty wrestling creative. Yeah. 
I'm no. just here for a check, Rosh. Oh. Yeah, you're here for the check. Oh. <laughs> roll your roll, Kevin Mitchell. Love you on the Mets. And like you on the Giants. Uh, anyhow, um, no, I just feel like right now, okay, I tweeted this earlier and I realized this was a very sad statement, but I have no clue where WWE is going right now. It seems like everything is up in the air, yet it all feels kind of the same. Um, but with where they're going right now, I feel like it should excite me. And instead, I'm, I'm terrified. Like, I am I feel defeated about professional wrestling as it relates to, the, to Raw and SmackDown. That's not a good feeling as a fan. You know what I mean? It's not like excitement. It's kind of like, oh, well, they're going to find – what I'm feeling is like, oh, they're going to find some way to, to make this worse somehow. Which is a terrible feeling. It's I awful. I agree. I agree. I agree. They need. They, they they just need some like old school like chaos and excitement and unpredictability and and really protecting a few people to um, make it seem like you have some superstars. I'm just. I'm, yeah. And I'm just, honestly when I, when I was talking about at the beginning of the show, I was being so 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 sincere, so honest of what is the one thing they've not done yet. So I don't get these billions of dollars they put into this product. What is keeping them from trying that one thing? Just try it. You're not going to go away. You're not going to cease to exist. You're still kind of the monopoly in the business, I would argue. Do you know what I mean? Nothing bad's going to happen to you guys. What's the worst that can happen if you go without these 35,000 different creative team members and go with the way it used to be? Well, it's a different product now. There's so many different platforms and TV shows. Well, guess what? Only two matter. SmackDown, Raw, and okay, now NXT. You guys have enough enough people within that industry that that can do a good job road dog uh there's so many others i, I would definitely keep it to former wrestlers because that's the way wrestling has always i thought been at its best granted russo had a very good run during the attitude era and some others did as well brian gerwitz did a good job yeah. and there has been some other really good creative team but it wasn't 300 team uh, creative team members yeah mm-hmm. and they weren't no. scripting them so heavily mm-hmm. and firefly <clears throat> funhouse is proof that talent can uh can yes. and do something amazing and instead they're like running that into the ground rather than like what i would do is similar out nxt you hear the stories like when tyler breeze talked about when he came up with this gimmick dusty said go off and shoot 10 different characters and we're going to pick the one that's best they should let wow. talent workshop this stuff with writers come up with their own ideas and then just put the best ones on tv do it like saturday night live does where people pitch things and the best stuff makes it on the air but Lorne Michaels isn't rewriting the entire script an hour before they go on the air each week. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I just I just don't see what's so hard about trying this. You've tried yeah. everything else. These promos aren't working. Why not try giving your talent more control? Yeah. What is the worst thing that can happen? They curse accidentally. They're not going to do that. What's yeah. the worst thing? Yeah, I, You know, I take an accidental real curse over a scripted bitch bomb again uh, yeah for the 800th yeah, time i would too I, just, I, I don't know what we're missing here i feel like there's an answer there that nobody's sharing with us like that's an obvious answer that we're all gonna be like oh no wonder why they have to <laughs> no, they say it's vince i mean no. Raji, how many former writers have you talked to and they'll go on and on and then ultimately when you wear them down they just come right out and they're like well it's vince yeah yeah i mean all the time and you, you hear how many of them so many of them who have great ideas and great storylines that are just, you know, it's just scrapped up and, you know, torn up and thrown away the day of the show. And then Vince just rewrites it all the way he wants. So um, let's just friggin' meet at the end then. Let's just, you know, just have Vince do that then at least. I, I don't know, but then let the guys and gals do their own promos at least. Yeah. 
I mean, we saw it. I mean, you saw Jericho's promo last week, and that thing was it was awesome. I mean, Jericho. And, and the WWE sitting there going, okay, we don't have, you know, 72 Jerichos on our rosters. Yeah. That can just do that. We have young pups that are just, you know, growing into their paws, so to speak. They they, they still got baby paws. You know what I mean? Until you give them a chance, you're never going to have it. Yeah. That's what <laughs> helps them grow. Yeah. That's actually that's what makes you mature as a performer is getting those moments to get those responsibilities to be yourself out there and try. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh so Buddy Murphy versus Cedric Alexander again. Great match. I love this match actually. When's the last time Cedric got a win on TV? I, uh, mine. I, I just feel like he gets keeps getting these high profile losses. losses. It was against AJ now against Buddy. I all for Buddy winning. But he's good. Yeah. Cedric's been definitely uh, because he was in that U.S. title feud with AJ for a little bit. And then they kind of dropped him pretty quick. It's it's that whole what we were talking about earlier. That's the exact epitome of the example you were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. Uh, The final round of the draft picks tonight. Rey Mysterio staying on Raw. Chad Gable staying on SmackDown, or Shorty Gable, as it were. Titus O'Neil staying on Raw. Elias staying on SmackDown. And Liv Morgan going to Raw. I hope they do something with her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same know. here. Yes, Clayford. NWO's prom- NWA's promos were great. They were, those were awesome. I suggest everybody check out that show. That was awesome power with three R's. Uh, Booker T teasing a blockbuster trade to be made in the next 24 hours. I mean, who could it be? Maybe. I don't Wait, know. what? Say that again. Booker is teasing in the next 24 hours there will mm-hmm. be a blockbuster trade. They're going to reveal it on the FS1 show tomorrow night. Was Booker new WWE. The WWE talent or on his like random podcast or something? No, no. This, no. Is, this is a show he and Renee are hosting on FS1 oh. Tuesday nights. Blockbuster yeah, it's trade. Yeah. Uh, the only really big name I could think of would be something like a Ronda Rousey or something like that. I mean, all they the other big names. Are... Commentary. They did. All the other big names are kind of taken, right? You got Roman and Bray. And... Is it Ronda for Charlotte or something like that? I don't know. I mean, she, you know, she had left to start a family that hasn't happened yet. And Ronda could be a good call. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. What else is there? Some. I mean, so we got CM Punk, John Morrison. Uh, I don't but think wait, John Morrison a is... Trade, a trade has to be something that's already happened. Yeah, they're currently on the roster, yes. Somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're already set in stone. I mean, it seems to me that if Bray is facing Seth in two weeks at Crown Jewel, it seems like that would make sense. Yeah. Uh, huh? No, if that's the wrong one. Is that his prediction? Oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. To show this guy. $10 from baby. The war room segments was one of the cringiest things I've seen in wrestling ever. <laughs> Can we see the wrestler reactions? Exactly. Not because nobody knows who they are. Uh, <laughs> I do like the name on top of it. Baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh. All right. Um, Good job. Then this was the main event tonight. Kari Sane and Asuka versus Natalia and Natalia had a mystery tag team partner. Who's it going to be? Well, the woman she's been feuding with who had, she had the last woman standing uh, match with last week, Lacey Evans. So we had Natalia and Lacey Evans versus Oscar and Kari Sane tonight with uh, Oscar and Kari Sane picking up the win. Did you not think, a, did, 
What were you going to say? Go ahead. This was a very long match. This was the main event of the show, really, before that tease at the end. Yes. Um, Wait, did you not think those two could coexist? I mean, it seemed a little abrupt. <laughs> right? This is incredibly random. Why would they be a team? Yeah. yeah, at least with uh, Cesaro and Sheamus, they had the best of seven. McFoley put them together. There was a story. Seems way too soon to make Lacey a babyface. Maybe it was just a one night thing because she's going to SmackDown. Um, and it was because she's yeah. one badass heel, man. Yeah, she's got her character down. It's still so new. It doesn't need to be watered down as a babyface right now. Um, so Oscar and Kari saying she's awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm all for them giving Asuka and Kairi Sane time, but geez, this 30-minute match, you know, at the end of this show. It, and at 10.57, we cut to the I, th- I felt that was unfair to ask that much of them. Talents that they've not been featuring to mm-hmm. pull anchor like that. Are you crazy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a long match. And and nothing wrong with it. It's just by no, this point in the show. We've not been giving them enough TV time yeah. to warrant saying, hey, guys, here's 30 minutes. Please pull, pull out the end of the show for us. The main event. Oh, yeah, you're also in the main event wrestling match. <laughs> right. We've not been featuring you at all, but good luck. Yeah. Um, Oscar had the face paint. She looked awesome. She yeah. Looked really cool. Yeah. So good call. Three minutes before they go off the air, we cut to the Firefly Funhouse. Bray's in there talking. Then Seth shows up inside the Firefly Funhouse, <laughs> beats down Bray Wyatt, sets the place on fire. No, 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 <laughs> no. Bray is asking Seth why he's doing this to him. <sighs> First of all, you don't get to go to the Funhouse. None of us do. <laughs> It's in this magic place that none of us can get to. It's on the end of a rainbow somewhere. None of us can ever be invited. We don't know what parallel universe it's in. There's so many different questions that go on on where this where this place really is. And apparently, it's just in somebody's back TV lot, and anyone can just show up whenever the hell they want, taking all the mystique away from it. And make matters worse, Seth Rollins goes over in the funhouse. <laughs> the most successful place, the most successful segment in anything to do with Raw whatsoever, they burned down. And Seth, when he was dropping those punches and they had the exact, the exaggerated sound effects, it was, uh, it was just brutal. Um, he doesn't have special powers. Can we go back to this for a minute? He doesn't have special powers. When I watched those Funhouse segments, I assumed Bray Wyatt was using these special powers to create this place. <laughs> and somehow get it on the TV show. Don't ask me how. I don't care. Somehow he gets it on there through magic powers. His Undertaker magic, mystique powers, whatever you want to call it. Voodoo. And um, it's not a real place. You can't really go there. It's not like a right. location you can just show up at. At least that's what I always thought it was. I yeah, it was like his happy place. Yeah. But it was kind of really dark as well. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's like it's not a freaking honeycomb hideout where everyone gets to come in and get the damn code and come on in. Knocking them in. What the freak? I I can't believe that is. Yeah. Why did nobody go? Well, wait a minute here, guys. I don't know if this is such a great idea. Where was that guy in the creative team? That's what I want to know. Uh, Vince probably ordered him to go get everybody coffee. And you have the hottest character you've had in years. You're just years. pissing it away. Years, years, years. Yes, I mean, when was the last time they had a character as hot as Bray? I guess Braun and they kind of did the same thing with him. I don't think we were this excited. 
Yeah. yeah. I was excited because this was so outside the friggin' galaxy, not the box, the, the yeah. galaxy of yeah. what the freak is this we're watching. Remember? Yeah. It was I so mean, different. It's the most different thing I think I've seen at a high level. You know, the only thing that comes close, it you know, in, in modern wrestling would probably be Matt Hardy do with you, the broken stuff. Good call on that, actually. Do you remember, like, you made your brain do that? You're like, do I hate this yet? Do I like it? <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Like, the right. first few weeks. It was so good. It still could be good. It is good. Everything Bray Wyatt does is great with this stuff. But I can't believe that he literally just, just killed it all. Yeah. And they're hurting Seth. Those, the crowd was booing him something fierce tonight. Oh, well, figure something else out. What you should have mm-hmm. done is ignore is ignore it, pretend it didn't happen, and have him get the freak away from Bray Wyatt, never to be heard from again, that angle, ever again. So do they have, what do you think? Do they have Bray beat Seth? I, I don't know why they keep going back to it. What are they thinking? It's going to continue to get worse unless Bray Wyatt eats his face off <laughs> of his skull. Yeah. That is the only plausible outcome for Bray Wyatt not getting any on him here. And now that they announced it, I feel like they have to have Bray win. I think is uh, mm-hmm. you can't have him lose uh, his first, you know, after that last ending, you can't have Bray lose. It's just, just either way, nothing here good happens. I still argue him winning the title is not the best thing for him because they're going to have him do corny stuff and it, it, it boxes him in too much and being a champion, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah, he is bigger than that championship. When have we ever said anything like that about a talent? Yeah, it's been a I while. I don't recall ever thinking that. Mm-hmm. He is. He's something to me on this whole this different stratosphere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be tough. I mean, maybe this is a way they boost. The Thanks, Ali Love Eleven G. Uh, they boost the ratings for Crown Jewel with this, but he has to win. I don't know. I'm curious what kind of reaction he gets there. <laughs> what was that? I'm curious what kind of reaction this match gets there. If it's like Hell in a Cell, I mean, I don't think the audience is going to turn on it, but I, I also wonder if they're going to get it. I idea what the hell's going on? Would you? I mean, I don't know. Yes, <laughs> please, Bobby Burns, and even NXT. Yeah, please, I'll take. I love NXT. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I almost would have liked it. SmackDown's cooler too, by the way. Raw is just terrible. Sorry. It is the worst. Um, I, I wouldn't have minded if they'd had Bray wake up at the end. It was all, it was all a dream. Oh, you can only save yourself with that, yes. You know, something. Uh, but no, Seth literally burned it down. Uh, when Randy Orton did it with the shack, it made more sense. That was a physical place. Bray was a creature of this realm. Time uh, out, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. Yeah. Tyrant alert. Tyrant, uh, seriously, tirade alert going on here. <laughs> Hold up. So oh. he just went and burned down. You just heard what I said, what my opinion yes. of that is. Now you just reminded me, hang on. This wasn't even original. They copied Randy Orton doing the same goddamn thing. Right. Bray Wyatt's other happy place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like last year, two years ago, three years ago, whenever the hell it was. It was recent, though. Yeah. Yeah, it was that. Yeah. In fact, you could almost look at it if you I ignore a lot of the stuff. I, I am so frustrated right now. And it's... Here, Matt, maybe this is why it bothers you, okay? So follow my geek logic on this. Mm-hmm. If you ignore a lot of the stupid shit that happened after that, Bray, that being burned down, it's kind of like when they killed Freddy Krueger, and then he went to the dream realm, and he became otherworldly. So Bray became this otherworldly figure. One thing I never liked about the Elm Street movies, uh, some of the endings, they would be like, oh, well, we're going to find a way to go into the dream. Or if you wear these 3D glasses, you're going to get Freddy vision. Like, mm-hmm. it just didn't quite make sense. So the idea that Seth could find his way to Bray 
makes no sense whatsoever because in Elm Street, the way it should work is you defeat Freddy, Freddy comes to you, you lay a trap and you beat him. It doesn't work that you go hunting for him. No, you fall well, you fall asleep and you have to be able to have somewhat control over your dreams is how I remembered it. Yeah, you have to, yeah, you have to enter the dream world. Yeah. So with, with, that's where it made no sense. Something like that, you're screwed because you're knocked out and you're unconscious. You have no idea what's going to happen in your dreams. So how did Seth find this? That's the part to me that the Man, geek logic dude. is that this is ridiculous. It is. It's ridiculous at all that they thought this was a good move to have Seth burn his like think about what's happened here he just hit him over the face with with what was it a mallet twice <laughs> what do you call it sledgehammer sledgehammer <coughs> yeah it was with the sledgehammer and now they go into his crazy you know his fun house and burn that i mean they kind of make him a dick <laughs> yeah. don't yeah. we know we like bray Wyatt? have they not gotten that memo yet that this dude is so creative and cool and we all like him we're not gonna boom him yeah Okay, it's not going to happen, WWE. So instead, you're making Seth Rollins become the biggest heel on the damn show by taking that away from us. Yeah. It's a weird time, man. <laughs> this was a weird episode. It's a weird time. Uh, and in all of this, Mike Kanellis has requested his release from the WWE. Matt, how are you going to be able to go to sleep tonight? Wait, Why? Uh, so he posted a lengthy thing on on Facebook. I mean, on Twitter. I'm confused. Though. Explain his deal though, real quick. What was his last deal? He just uh, resigned a five year deal. Four? How much? Uh, rumored See, a lot. It's yeah. I mean, it, the official number never came out, but it's rumored to be you know six figures, like mid six figures. Um, what does that mean mid like five hundred thousand dollars? Maybe the, the, the it could be two fifty each. It yeah. could be two fifty. Maria yeah, 250 for Maria. But wow. um, he had just re-signed, uh, I think just wow. like in June, uh, a five-year deal. Uh, today he took to Twitter, said he asked for his release. Uh, he's been given you know, the opportunity with WWE for three years, and he's grateful, but he doesn't want to just work one day a week. He wants to have these awesome matches, and his kids watch his matches. He wants to work you know, in front of UK crowds, German crowds, Japanese crowds. He wants to have 30-minute matches. And he, he feels like it's just wasting his, you know, prime years right now. So I agree with that. He's a dad now. Like yeah. my, everybody's scope usually changes when you become a father or a mother. Usually, mm-hmm. in his defense, I wasn't young when I became a dad. Like my wrestling, I was pretty over it. I was going to go back to WWE for one more run, but like I don't know how long that would have lasted. Mm-hmm. Um, he still got to go get that chase on. He hasn't gotten it out of his system yet. But as a parent with the money that he's making, dude, Mike, you're, you were set, man. Both you guys were. Yeah. And we saw what happened with Luke Harper when he posted on Twitter that he was asking for his release. Uh, oh, they just uh, they sat him out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the, the theory. The popular theory on wrestling Twitter today is he's doing this so he doesn't have to travel and he could just sit home and collect a check. That's... Good on you, Mike, if that's what you're doing, bro. <laughs> I mean, is Maria going to stay? She grants she's about to give birth. But yeah, still, she's, she's, she's come back. Man, this is man. just. Uh, I mean, look at how he's been used. I can easily I mean, see. It has to tear away at him. We're human. I, it would tear away at me. I, I, that's a, that's tough. Yeah, I mean, they're saying that his kid isn't his. You know, if guessing who the father is, who you are, you do it to Brock Lesnar. I don't care who, how tough the person <laughs> is, they would get to him. There's nobody on this planet that that would not penetrate up here and f with. No yeah. one of us could, could overcome that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do I have your attention now? I was asking if you're still mayor. Yes, Matt is still the mayor. 
Um, yeah, so anyway, so Mike Kanellis, we'll see what happens. WWE is not really releasing many people right now. They did with uh, Sean Spears, but that was kind of in uh, Kenta. But um, now with AEW running, they're really not. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, what's going on with New Japan? So New Japan, there was a, a hurricane. Um, I mean, a typhoon, sorry. Uh, and that caused a lot of travel woes. John Moxley was unable to make it to King of Pro Wrestling. Uh, so he was stripped of the New Japan US title. And yeah. Lance Archer ended up facing Juice Robinson at the event and won the title. So Lance John Archer Moxley. Did? Yeah, Lance Archer. Yeah, He's the new know. US champion. He's a good worker. Underrated, man. Yeah. Underrated, so man. That's cool. I'm happy for him. Yeah. He's one of the good guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday, got AEW NXT coming up. Oh wait, let's uh, let's talk about these SmackDown numbers real quick. Oh yeah. Um, so SmackDown, like we mentioned, it did two point. The final number was two point eight seven seven million viewers. Uh, so down over a million from three point eight 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 last week. I saw uh, that SmackDown was better than Raw tonight. Uh, I, mean, I thought they were both pretty bad. What, I mean, it was better in that it wasn't three hours. Um, <laughs> but I couldn't. I had a hard time sitting through it. I'm still, I'm still digging the new aesthetics of the show. I think. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. See that. So, um, still won the night in the demo. Uh, SmackDown did, but it was number four overall in viewership. Um, yeah, just a huge 25% drop. AEW also had like a 28% drop from last week. So both those shows had big drops. AEW was also on true TV. We'll see, you know, where they kind of end up this week. On but what TV? It, it was also airing on true TV. True? TRU? Yeah. How did, how did that work? That... Well, th- there was a baseball game. So they were worried that if it ran late, it was going to preempt it on TNT. So they also had a simulcast airing on true TV just in that... case. Freaking awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. so cool. That's what happens when you work with a TV network like that. That's so cool to have that ability, by the way. That's the ability to do something like that. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. So, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see where the numbers fall. I'm, I'm guessing it's probably going to drop a little bit more again this week. I, I would think AEW drops a little. SmackDown, I think, is still going to drop quite a bit uh, because they did have the draft episode, which is usually one of the highest rated episodes of the year. So here's the thing. I, I just, I, I don't care about ratings. Normally I know we have to, you have to report it because people are interested. That's generally what makes the wrestling world goes around as far as these, the, the, the success is measured per se. I, I, as a fan, I don't care what the ratings are. I care if I like enjoy the shows or not and the storylines. Um, I still think AEW and NXT are still so much more really, way up here compared to everybody else mm-hmm. and it's crazy that they go head to head yeah so yeah I'm, I'm into the numbers so i enjoy it uh our biggest article now on thursdays is the aew uh, versus nxt rating. do you do the quarter hour breakdown uh you know what we should start posting that those are as well, so that is what we used to always like oh look up and see like what, what you performed that and i always used to say like it's not fair because if you have an eight minute match within that 15 minute segment right with oh. kurt angle promo backstage of him freaking smacking kevin nash in his face that makes people tune in for whatever i'm reason well matt morgan gets the credit for it technically because it was his match no mm-hmm. like i know better than that but per the ratings i had a high score rating so right. second, man you know what i mean like you can't it's 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 tough 
So I'd always ask if I could get the minute to minute, which was like next to impossible to get. But sometimes I would get. Oh, yeah, cop play would hook me up. Oh, that's cool. No, absolutely. <clears throat> Wednesday night, we get to do this all again. We get to watch two wrestling shows and come on this podcast, talk about them with our audience. Yeah, my favorite night. It'll be good. I feel like the four hours that we watch in two hours is easier to watch than the three hours on Monday night. It's exciting. It's It's not boring. I think it's exciting as hell. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be good. Uh, Matt Morgan, anything to plug? No. He's at VP Matt Morgan on the Twitter and the Instagram. I'm going to plug right back up so he can hook me up. <laughs> Let's just all just start doing all our podcasts on Ryback's feed. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was very, uh, I was, I thought I was a lot slicker with this uh, before you just finally realized what I was doing. <laughs> um. Some people asking about Edge. We don't know. He was in Pittsburgh last week for WWE-related reasons. So we'll keep an eye on that. And if there's anything new, we'll let you guys know. Uh, tomorrow night, there is going to be that big trade that they're hyping. So check out WrestlingInc.com for you know whatever comes out of it. We'll have it on the site. Yeah. Uh, stay tuned. He is Rajgiri underscore 303. I am at Glenn Rubenstein on Twitter. And we will catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.